0: Thank you for joining us on this Friday morning. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
3: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 22nd, episode 22, wait, 2440. is it May 22nd already? Jeez. This episode is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World.
4: Hey, Horse World. It's Friday. Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning.
3: What, what, when I saw it on May 22nd, that means that my my son's birthday is the 31st. My 10 year anniversary is the 29th. I got to get some work done.
0: You got a lot to get, <laughs> get,
2: get chopping there, girl.
3: I'm leaving town next <laughs> time. It's crazy. Um, on today's show, Glenn will find out the wormy results of Scooter and Nigel's fecal egg count test, horse and hound Live Rescue on the air. Count-
0: Exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Live on the air. This is great. I'm I just I can't I can't even mention worms. I'm still a little freaked out (laughs) by the
0: I thought about (laughs) that. But I can
3: tell you the results of Gus's worms.
0: That's positive. (laughs) Didn't even need a test.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Horse and Out Rescue Foundation is going to stop by for a visit. And uh, listeners really come through with some really bad ads. So you you can uh, check that out here. Glenn. um,
0: Can can I I, mention that real quick? Today is going to be the first time in 10 years that we don't even have to be here for really bad ads. Because yeah we're,
3: i'm taking off early <laughs> it's all listeners
0: it's all listeners uh, the, every ad today is listeners we the prizes just from back horse lovers
3: listen. yeah the prizes from horse lovers drove everybody out of the woodwork like to make get their bad ads in and if you record it you get double the entries and we had plenty of people record there so we're yeah we, we do nothing today nothing uh You know what happened to me this morning is I woke up at 6 a.m. to tremendously bad storms. What happens in Oklahoma? There was nothing on the forecast. And then all of a sudden something happens like warm air pressure and cold air temperatures. They swirl around and we had like crazy, crazy storms. And I'm watching all my horses out the pasture. It just starts like boom, lightning and thunder. And I'm watching all my horses standing out in the pasture from my bedroom window, all of them congregated underneath a tree. <laughs> what yes. is wrong with it? So they all are standing under this tree. I start to get like major anxiety and Chad's like, you might as well just go ahead and go. <laughs> so I get in the car, I go down, I call all the horses, they all come galloping up like, why have you taken this long to bring us in? We're miserable. <laughs> I get them all in and all of them are drenched, right? Stan Lee as a yearling. He's fine. Then you got Zara, who's three. She's fine. You got Drax, the thoroughbred, who's like, "Mm, cool, we're in here. It's our food. And then I walk over to Zeus, the Mustang, (laughs) who is shivering, visibly (laughs) shivering. It's like 58, 60 degrees, and he's wet, and he's shivering. What is wrong with this Mustang? (laughs) I mean, like, seriously? Anyway, I just wanted to point that out, that yeah, good times.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in Oklahoma and you survive, every storm you survive is a good day.
3: That's true. And, and Chad's <laughs> like, you feel better now that they're all in? And I was like, I come in drenched, covered in mud. He's like, I'm like, yes, it's all better now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know when you guys are getting antsy about that whole thing. You know, when something's happening outside and you're just fretting. We know the well, fretting.
3: He's like, He's like, you can't go. It's too much lightning. It's too much lightning. And I was like, you know, what's really. And
0: she goes anyway. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I go, you know, what's really comforting is that from the comfort of my bed in my bedroom, I can watch all my horses die at the same time. (laughs) He was like, just go ahead and go. (laughs) I mean, it would be great. I can watch them all go together underneath that tree in a lightning storm and from my comfort of my warm, squishy bed. Like, which, by the way, if this happens, I'll never sleep again. So I should go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll hold you responsible. No, hey, <laughs> okay. Daily Winnie time.
0: <laughs> well, my Daily Winnie is a couple of days. Happy birthday, auditors, Claire Asan and Megan Eldridge. Happy birthday to both of you. We hope you have a wonderful, safe, happy weekend.
3: Is it Asan or Asen? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I went with Asan because it sounds so cool that way.
3: You just owned it. I do. We don't Asan. know. Cla- happy birthday, Claire. <laughs> Megan.
0: I like Asan. I think that's a cool name. <laughs>
3: Um, I just wanted to share with you guys the results of this study that I read and tell you how shocked I am. Okay, so there was a study done where these people went onto Shackleford Banks. Do you know what that is, Glenn? Mm-mm. It's a fifteen kilometer long barrier right off the coast of North Carolina, Shackleford Banks. And they have wild like horses. Like near the
0: outer – oh, yes, that's the place with the wild horses. Okay, got yeah,
3: it. Obviously, yeah. this study was done in New Zealand. Uh, like, I got a New Zealand website because everything's in kilometers. It's three kilometers off the coast of North Carolina. <laughs> so, Shackleford Banks. Um, they studied the communication between mares and foals. And um, it, was, it, it was just really interesting. 522 snorts heard during the study, 55% um, were knickers, 10% were whinnies and uh, a 30, uh, there was another percentage of like whinny knickers, mares and foals initiate communication at similar rates. So it's like about 50, 50, who does the most talking mares use snorts, like the softest form of communication where foals whinny. They just scream at their mothers. Let me just take you in the direction of where the study is going to go. The mamas spoke softly and got ignored. And the babies screamed it and got what sort of they like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Habitat visibility, full sex, and mare age did not affect whether mares or foals initiated communication. Again, um... What the study came up to is, it says, and in what will come as little surprise to human mothers, foals don't always listen to their mothers.
0: <laughs> and they're loud and annoying, apparently.
3: <laughs> and they're loud and annoying. When mares <laughs> initiated communication, the outcome was more likely to be no change in activity. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole study of reading, I'm sorry, I had to like break it down. It was like pages and pages of numbers and information. And basically the entire study said, Yeah, mares were kind and quiet with their babies and foals were loud and obnoxious. (laughs) And they also did not respond to their mothers (laughs) when the mothers were like, hey, can you get over here right now? Can you, can you, you know what? Put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoe. Why does it take 25 minutes for you to put your shoes on? (laughs) Put your, get them on, get in the car, get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car! <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, this. You start merits.
0: off with a knicker. <laughs>
3: hey, can you can you get your socks? Get your socks.
0: And then you end get up
3: your
0: with. Socks. You end your socks!
2: That's
3: pretty much it. Hey, baby, can you finish your can finish your plate? Can you take one bite of broccoli? One bite of broccoli. One bite of broccoli. One bite. Eat.
0: <laughs> how does how does he uh kids don't eat vegetables? Oh. How does he survive in your house?
3: Oh, he eats it. <laughs>
0: it must be a constant battle. <laughs>
3: There's, there's certain things he'll eat if they're cooked a certain way. And Mac and cheese remember, and chicken I, nuggets
0: is my experience. Uh, with My the,
3: child the, thought that all smoothies were supposed to be green or gray for like the first <laughs> five years of his life.
0: Until he found the red ones and then he went, oh, they're he's better. Like,
3: <laughs> he's like, mom, they had a smoothie and it wasn't green. <laughs> like, Yeah, I know. That's weird. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, there was another study they did at the French National Research Institute for Agricultural Food and Environment. There's a name what? for you. Yeah.
3: That's something you're paying for yeah. right
0: there. <laughs> there. Uh, this uh, ethologist, What's the name? look up ethologist and see exactly what that means. Okay. She and her team first taught horses how to choose between two side-by-side photos by touching their noses on a computer screen. The horses were then showed photos of their current keeper owner alongside faces of just other humans that they didn't never met. So they had never seen photos of these people before. And guess what? The horses this is gonna make horse women so happy around the world. The horses correctly identified their current keeper and ignored the strangers' faces about seventy five percent of the time. So 75% of the time, they touch their nose on the picture of their owner. They
1: love us.
0: <laughs> I knew they were that, They're like, that. does
1: she have food?
3: <laughs> does she have food right
0: there? Carrot? Yeah, and they, every time they touched it, they went, they probably looked underneath for the grain to fall out. Yeah, <laughs> where's the food? Where's the food? Uh, the results suggest that not only can horses differentiate between familiar and unfamiliar human faces, they intuitively understand that photographs – are two dimensional representations of real life without other cues such as odor or sound. They're ge- they're even better at this. Uh, the older the animals are, so uh, apparently you know the, again horses learn over time. Um, so uh, horses seem really? to really so
3: so uh, what what would be amazing to me is that they can identify and visually see a two dimensional photograph.
0: Yes. And you know what I mean? like, they tried to do this with dogs, and horses were much better than dogs at this.
3: I thought dogs could... I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe so, what do I know?
3: Um, ethology is the scientific and objective study of animal behavior, okay. using usually with a focus on behavior under natural conditions and viewing behavior Like the computer as screen.
0: A, That's very natural. That's yeah.
3: Evolutionary <laughs> adaptation. So an ethologist is a person who studies Animal behavior. I want to do that. I want to be an ethologist. So
0: apparently in the future, they're going to continue this, and they would like to test whether looking at photos of people that they have had bad experiences with in the past (gasps) might cause horses to act anxious or violent. Ooh, I want to see that study. So maybe think twice before doing anything. So this is very interesting with what you, you know, obviously with your Monty Roberts training, this is a very interesting, I can't wait to see what this one shows.
3: I would like to do a study where I I would sit in a room and somebody shows me photos of ex-boyfriends and <laughs> records my can heart rate. I guarantee
0: you're going to be anxious. And my adrenaline
3: level? Again, that's a and study we don't violent. need
0: to do. We can we I'm already I, know the result.
3: get <laughs> violent? And y'all know who you are. Okay. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's – so back at WESA in January, which seems – that's the uh, trade show in Denver. We were there, and we met uh, Tim Davis, who is with the Zero Egg Count Company. And uh, believe it or not, all these years, we have never sent our poop off for testing because (laughs) – We, horses our poop. horses poop off for testing. Yeah, let me clarify that. Um, <clears throat> so we have never done that because we've just never done it. We live in Florida. There's nobody comes on the farm. Horses very seldom go anyplace. And, you know, we've just done kind of regular, regular worming. However, I think Jennifer's Jennifer's obviously in charge of that. Um, I think she had said it's been since the beginning of last late fall, early winter, since we've done any testing.
3: So you've never done a fecal test, or you've just never sent it off.
0: Uh, or if she did it, I didn't know about it.
3: Yeah, let's go with that <laughs> because is very I'm, obvious. I'm, I'm sure is, your wife is. <laughs> it's,
0: it's probably it's probably more that one. Um, so, but I know we haven't done one in a while, right? So we sent it you off. Do. And we're going to get the results right now. She has looked at the results, but she wouldn't let me look because she wanted me to be at Surprise here on the air. Because we're getting Tim on, and he's going to actually tell us how to read the paper that they send you and what it all means. So uh, we're going to get Tim on, who is from Zero Egg Count. That's a whole process sending it off. I had never been involved in the process before.
3: Oh, my gosh. I used to have to collect poop samples at a clinic I worked at and we would just sit in the field and just wait
0: you have to do it in the morning and you have to get it in the mail right away and you know all of that stuff which is you know interesting too so we're going to get Tim Davis from Zero Egg Count on now to go over this I put him at the bottom there Jamie uh, so the PDF so that you could open them too if you wanted to okay all right. I'll
3: wait I'll just wait for the
0: surprise Tim are you there good morning how are I you? Am?
4: Good. How, how, how's my uh, volume?
0: You sound great. And you're on with Jamie and I, and we are live on the air. Uh, Hello. Hi, Jamie. So Je- Hi. Jennifer has looked at these results. I have not. And uh, we're bringing them up right now. So we're both looking at them for the first time. I'm going to start with Scooters because he's my pony. Uh, so... Uh, my Little Hackney Pony, and we're going to see how Scooter did. Now, I was just telling everybody, Tim, I don't think Jennifer had wormed a horses since maybe December. Okay. All right. So we live in Florida, and they don't travel much to, other than we may go to a trail ride without other horses even there. So it's just pretty much isolated here at the farm.
4: Okay. All right. So, so they're op- not they're not cohabitating. We're not cohabitating with other horses. It's just Nigel and, and PT Scooter. And
0: then we have two other horses on the farm, but they don't live together. Gotcha. Okay. So now I'm opening it up, and I see zero egg count at the top, and and what tests they performed. So let's start there. What test was performed?
4: Okay. So the the results get broken down into, as you just mentioned, what test was the the test performed, and so we performed a. Fecal egg count test um, on the fecal sample that you sent in for uh, both your horses. And so, if there, what you'll see is we've included the uh, equine parasite collection and treatment form, which is what was filled out um, when you sent it in. And so, we send that back to you and we show you what the lab marks up. And it identifies the type of parasites, uh, the number of parasite eggs that are and what's important to understand is it's what the horse passed in that particular sample of feces right. so that's what we look at and then uh, if you go down the, the the results a little bit you see the parasite identification so i we point out that we look for strongyles and roundworms which are the typical parasites that uh, uh, affect horses, and that's actually what the, that you'll see an EPG, an eggs per gram, which is an industry standard. You'll see that uh, for measuring the parasite egg count. That's what makes that up. That's what typically people look for. In addition, because of the methods that we use now, I'll I'll mention that in a minute. uh, We also look for threadworms, tapeworms, pinworms, and coccidia. And, and though a fecal egg count test isn't um, recognized as a method to to, to reliably find those uh, find find those types of parasites. We use a method called the Wisconsin modified sugar flotation test technique. Try that fast. <laughs> okay. um, and and so what happens is we actually that really that means is that we use a centrifuge to separate the poop from the eggs. Uh, and unlike what a typical veterinarian would do, which is a McMaster's test using gravity to let them float up. And then the other thing is that we do is we look at the entire slide. So t- the typical fecal egg contest only looks at a portion of the slide and then does a multiplication. They multiply that factor by 25, by 100, something like that. Ours is much more sensitive. We're sensitive down to one egg per gram. So the point is we look at the entire slide and we count everything on there. So we detect those other types of uh-huh. parasite eggs if we uh-huh. find them.
0: So you put the you put the poop in the centrifuge and it goes around really fast and the eggs fall out. Actually,
4: the eggs rise up to the top. So okay. what happens is poop goes down, eggs go up. So <laughs> uh, heavy stuff
0: that's... heavy stuff to the bottom, light stuff to the top. Okay, that's going to be the quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out of context. that would be great. Um, <laughs> So let's look at Scooter's results here, and it's showing under egg count EPG, it's showing eighteen and shatter category low. So what does that mean? So did he pass his test? Is he going to graduate?
4: He he did he did. Uh, so low. So the the target is low shedders. What we really want to do is we want to. Uh, 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 we want to try to get our horses to be low shedders, and there's a conversation we can have about that. But so that's a good. So so at this point, what happens is when people say, "Well, what do I do now? I've got an 18, I got a yeah. 200." I got a 1,500, and the answer is it all depends, of course, but, but more importantly, there's a lot of folks that have decided not to treat their horses with a dewormer, or I guess technically it's called anthelmentic, but a dewormer, like ivermectin or something, um, or that type of th- those type of drugs, they don't treat their horses because of uh, the idea that at low, they're not as worried about their horse being infected, and so or, or the, the parasite burden. Whereas uh, the next level, and, and by the way, a low uh, on the next page uh, of the test results, you'll see that we've defined what high, moderate, and low shedders, uh, the definition of those. And the low shedder is any result under 200 eggs per
0: gram. Wow, that means moderate, an A. That's right. I'd even mean, right. give him an does, A+. plus.
4: Yeah, well, I, I don't know about an A+. plus. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-two point six or something. So, um, so, so a lot of folks decided that that's really the point. Is the movement is to treat the horses less, right? So, um, and and what this is aimed at is testing before you treat instead of the old way of rotational treating, which is hey, I just grab a different product yep. every couple of months yep. and jam it into my horse, and that way I I keep the parasites at bay. Well, all that we've really done is build up the resistance to the parasites, or the parasites are building a resistance to the actual drug is, is, how, is how it really uh, technically correct. And so what would it be like going to the doctor every couple of months, not having any testing, the doctor just handing you some new antibiotics and say, here, take these and come back in two months. And like, well, what am I doing? Don't worry about it, just come back. So that's what we're doing to our horses without really knowing if they would even need that uh, particular drug or not. And then Also important is different anthelmentics, different dewormers, target different parasites. So you may be giving your horse something that doesn't even target the parasites and perhaps they even have. So hence, test before you treat.
0: So he has 18 in strong giles and zero across all the others that you mentioned.
4: That's right. So so we found the strong eggs and we did not find any other eggs uh, in the sample that we looked at. And again, the important thing is what we're looking at is the sample that was sent right. at the time. Yeah. That well, the that's what we
0: have started. to go by, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Exactly,
4: yeah. right. right. The, but the thing I, I really pound on that, which is that it doesn't mean your horse doesn't have, he only has 18, you know, right. 18, uh, 18 parasites. It just means that it's typically low. And and that's the important thing that people, need, people need to realize the uh the test i was telling you before the mcmaster's test and even our wisconsin modified test they're really meant to show clinical parasitism of horses in other words horses that are really got a lot of parasites in them they were never meant to be you know to dial it into what we're doing with them right now is dial them into six or ten or fifteen hundred they really just like does he have a lot does she or he have a lot of parasites or don't they you well, know, so Jamie so got he... this
0: horse in the other day that um, w- Jamie would be in that high shedder category. Uh, she she wormed <laughs> it and she said she has never seen that many worms in a in a poop pile before. No, well oh let's,
3: let's back up. so he was covered in ticks ah. and um, oh, and wow. my vet said to give him some ivermectin, it'll help kill it was like hundreds of ticks on him. And so I, I went to deworm him, and uh, this has never happened to me before. He actually, like, went up to the dewormer and tried to, like, eat it. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's interesting. And I gave him the dewormer. Of course, he did not appreciate it. And uh, the results were, obviously, I got this horse off Craigslist, just so you know, <laughs> like yeah, he's a rescue. And um, I think he'd never in his eight years ever been dewormed, ever. Wow. because that was obvious. So so aside from the ivermectin that I gave him, what what would you do next with a horse like this?
0: A- and well, she so- said the a poop was pretty much just Oh,
3: it was 3 quarters worms. It was it was horrifying. It was like a um, it, it was I murdered a large amount of <laughs> poor creatures. Are separated from their family now.
4: <laughs> well, the, the 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 well, the good news is you started the process. The bad news is it's a continuous process, and so so is this the world famous Oreo we're talking about?
3: Well, he is not Oreo anymore. He's Gus. Thank
4: oh. you. <laughs> I, I thought I'd continue that. Uh, that, that, that <laughs> no, that mom-
3: stop! You're on Glenn's side. I can tell. <laughs>
4: So um, so so what the, the the thing to realize is that so the way that, uh, for instance, strong gals work is the horse obviously picks you know, eat uh, goes out and grazes and picks the larvae up and and uh, then ingest them. And those larvae burrow through tissue and organs and and they do a lot of damage. They do a lot of scarring before they get to the hindgut, which is where they kind of they kind of move in. But they're like bad tenants. You know, they, they, they what happens is that they end up with there's already mature ones there. And when the new ones show up, the mature ones say, hey, hang on. There's no room for you guys. We, we, we've already got this covered. So what the new what the new renters do is they actually just go and burrow in to the actual tissue and they do something called insist. They build a cocoon around them and then they slow down their metabolism and they seal themselves off. <laughs> So what happens is sexy talk here on a Friday
0: on the show. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> nauseous.
4: Keep going. Keep going. Well, when when you hit them with the ivermectin, all that does is clear out the folks, clear out the uh, the the mature larvae that are producing at that time, cleans them out. But then when when they're when they're done and when they're out of the system. And the anthelmintic has worn has has run its half-life, there's a signal somehow, some way magically, to the insisted parasites to actually unburrow to come out and repopulate. So that's how they keep their, you know, they're they're very clever and that's how they keep their population going. So my advice would be that you wait uh 14 days, maybe, you 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 try you do a fecal egg count test, of course, because that's what I sell. Um, and then you hit them again, you know, then then you then based on that result, you may want to hit them again, a, 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 a really comprehensive parasite control program. First of all, the, the thing to understand is that it's not meant to eradicate the parasites, it's just meant to control the parasites. And it's all about reinfection. So the idea so what's going to happen is over and, and parasites only like to breed when it's uh, when it's ideal so they don't like it really really hot and they don't like it really really cold so when's the best time spring and fall um, or you know, with with down in Florida, maybe it's reversed. You know that, yeah. uh, but it, but but they you know they don't like it really dry, and they don't like it really really you know wet wet wet. But they do like a a kind of a tropical moist environment. Kind of like, and so like most
3: of us women, we just like it. You know, like seventy five degrees, nice like right. cloud cover. <laughs> right,
4: yeah, San Diego type of weather. Type
0: yeah, of gross. Yeah. So, All right. Well, so, let's. Uh, let me move on here so i think i gave scooter an a uh, 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 i gave uh, Oreo an f um because we <laughs> don't even need to do Gus. Oreo. <laughs> yeah.
3: but but hold on he was about to tell me what i need to do next so oh, okay. sorry I, I didn't mean so to again do that. i would I,
4: I would i would wait uh, you know fourteen fourteen 14 de- d- days maybe even a, a month uh, after you treated him Do the fecal egg count test, see what it is, if it's still high or medium, and then I would hit them with another round of 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 a treatment, and you can hit them again with ivermectin. the 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 part that a lot of the drug that seems to be the the uh, drug of choice these days, as they say, is um is moxidectin, which is kind of like an ivermectin cousin, and that's the Quest stuff. And the reason that they do that is because it actually protects over time. So if you give it to them, that drug is absorbed into the fat cells and then released over time. And that's really why I was going with the treatment. We want to cover those times when the parasites are breeding. And so we need to do it for extended periods of time. For instance, I use a protocol that goes for the three months from the early spring into the late uh, the late fall. And that's so I take care of that breeding season all the way through. And I use a, a, a feed-through system, Fexabenidin, like the, small, the Safeguard Equibits, I hit them yeah. for three days one month. Wait three days the next month. Wait three days the final month. And some uh, a broad spectrum like ivermectin with some praziquantel. Praziquantel is the thing I definitely want to tell you to go use. That's for the, the one
3: I used. Ivermectin praziquantel.
4: There you what? go. Yes. So that's combination a combination uh, uh, dewormer, and that's good because I was thinking if they're strongyles, they're they're perhaps that that bad of an infestation. I'm guessing there probably is. Uh, the, uh, pro- probably also maybe some, uh, possibility of tapeworm. So, so
3: oh, I would, I yeah. I'm going to confirm that one. Saw those, <laughs> uh, sorry, Glenn, I didn't mean to take no, you away. No, okay. that's okay. It's interesting because you have a it's... real
0: life case there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's uh, there's some, there's some of everything in there, doctor. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> well, so. So here, here's the
4: other thing I want to make sure everybody knows is that the the the, uh, the the announcement is I'm not a vet. This is for educational purposes only. Please check with your veterinarian, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Okay, didn't mean to call you doctor. And my vet's coming today, so these will all be questions that I will tell him <laughs> that Tim told me to do go. this, and yep. I'm not going to listen to you because I was talking
4: to Tim um, on the show. I'm, I'm- I'm sure that'll hold a lot of weight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go to Nigel's now and see if my pony did better than Jennifer's horse. Um, Because it is a competition, you know. Uh, So (laughs) uh, let's go to Nigel's. And I'm looking. So I go down to the fecal egg count results. Ah, he has 155 egg count.
3: He wins. He's got a higher number.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes.
4: And like golf, low number is better than high number. Yeah, I win,
0: I win. Scooter wins by a large margin. Scooter was hitting everything on par.
3: Is that how golf works? I'm really, really bad yeah, at Yeah,
0: it's it. low score.
4: <laughs> so here's the really interesting part. I'm going to have you guess. You can both guess. So if, you, if, if, uh, if Scooter was shedding 18 uh, eggs per gram on a daily basis, For basically a year, um, how much, how many parasites do you think that he, uh, parasite eggs or parasites do you think he would shed into
0: your pasture over a year? 18 times 365, right? No. No.
4: Uh, He would be shedding 49,603,500 <laughs> eggs. You were close, Clay. I was close. <laughs> Nigel, on the other hand, would be doing 427,141,250 <laughs> eggs so that's what's going into your pastures so if you don't treat just a heads up so there are billions of parasites always have been in the pasture and if you want to know how i got there just go out to www.zeroeggcount.com i got a blog i show you the math it says big at the top of it math alert bing 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 and then basically there's a calculator you can put it in and uh, and shows ch- shows ch- ch- all that information but what i try to tell everybody is 18 sounds small but boy, 50 million sounds like a lot bigger number. So, uh, so, and, and I, you don't want to panic anybody because the University of Kentucky has an entire wild herd of minis. It's pretty amazing that have never been treated since the, I think, since the 60s or something. They've never been treated and they're healthy and they move on. And uh, they, they've, you know, because obviously horses in the wild never got dewormers so um so that's the big debate how much deworming do you really need to go do
3: hmm. uh, horses in the wild also don't live till they're like 27 or <laughs> 30, <a> 30 35 <laughs> well,
4: and, and and you know that's a good point too because horses in the wild don't poop where they eat right they poop and they move on they poop and Keep they going. move on yeah that's true and so what's happening is as as, we, as the horses defecate, obviously, then those and, the, and you see that that lawns and rough type of uh, action out in your pasture where they 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 eat one place and they leave the other place high. They typically where the grass is high, they're they're pooping, and so um, overcrowding becomes. That's what increases the chances of infection. Is the more you stuff them together. Um, so pasture management is a very very important. So we got we got testing, we got treatment. The third leg of a. Parasite control program is 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 a uh, is the environment is pasture management. The problem with that is that's really a real estate problem, right? I mean, I'd like to have four million acres to run my horses around on too, but I don't. So so inevitably, that's how come we use anthelmintics to guard against that. Otherwise, they could just move on you know from a contaminated pasture
0: okay all of that is great but i just heard my ponies better than nigel see that's the bottom line is that what that's what i heard i uh, so what jennifer didn't tell me the results uh, so, so
3: I, I i had to step away for a second so what is it what does she need to do with nigel does she need to pop him with what a particular type of dewormer
4: so it would be good to check with your vet, but if you're asking me personally, we don't treat our low shatters. So my wife and I have been yeah, using. Yeah, Nigel's pro-
0: still apparently on the low side because it's a, oh, it's really? a, well under two hundred. So
4: yeah, oh. yeah. My wife- yeah, my wife and I have used this uh, same protocol for over eight years on over ninety horses, and uh, st- and so part of the research that's out there says, hey, once you- once you find out what your horse is, if you do a multiple test, three four tests, and you find out they're always low, then once a low shatter, always a low shatter. Now that's there- there's just not a lot of research in this niche, so that's. I don't know. I mean, that's circumstantial. But what we what we've decided to do is not treat the low shedders, and we only treat the moderate and the high shedders. And we test twice a year, and we have statistically shown that we have brought those counts down by almost 25 eggs per horse. And this is a very big average over 90 horses. That's a dynamic herd. That you know, we get horses, we we move horses on. So so uh, so we think. The bottom line is if you if you don't treat your zero egg count horses or your low shedders, you still might be okay as long as you keep treating the other horses throughout that, quote unquote, breeding season. Does that make sense? Got
0: it. Okay. well, Tim, thank you for joining us. And how do people get your kits if they want if they want to send one in and get these kind of results?
4: Well, you can uh, a bunch of different ways. You know, First of all, uh, uh, you can at my website, www.zeroegg.com. We've got them for sale there. But I also am at uh, a ton of online retailers, Horse.com, Stateline, Jeffers Pets, Big D's, even uh, the National Roper Supply. Uh, and then physically, I'm at a lot of East Coast uh, tack shops, Mary's Tack in uh, Del Mar, California, just north of uh of san diego which is a big big uh, a big a big deal um so and a lot of those uh a lot of the co-ops uh, farm vet wilco and i'm at select tractor supply stores and soon i'll be available on tractorsupply.com so um, plenty of opportunities and places to pick up the kit
0: thank you tim we appreciate you joining us a bit it's actually been fun talking about worms <laughs> me <laughs> <That's, laughs> Jamie's we, still grossed out for Monday.
4: <laughs> poop and worms are what I do every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a life right there. Thanks, Tim. <laughs>
3: Thanks, right. Tim. See you. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Let's I see. was
3: hungry the, like when we started the show. <laughs> yeah, no more. No more.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to hear from Kentucky Forwards Products, and then we're coming back with a very special guest, aren't we? So we're- yes, we are. All right. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
3: Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches and sugars. In a natural form, so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And we thank Kentucky Performance Products for their continued support here of Horses in the Morning, since we started 10 years ago. And now let's head off to uh, a place that you know very well, right?
3: Yes, I do. We're going to go up to Guthrie, Oklahoma, and talk to Nelda Kettles, who is the uh, one one half of Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation.
0: All right, we're going to give her a call. And there's a reason we have her on, and it involves something we did the other night. I didn't do it. Eileen and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> we were surprised at the results.
3: Hello, Nelda. Hello. How are you? It's Jamie and Glenn, and we are, we're like live on the air. How are things? on? did you guys get some storms this morning?
5: We got lots of wind and lots of rain, but everybody's okay. So it seems to be over. So that's a good thing. Oh my gosh. I woke up at,
3: I'll tell you something. I adopted a horse from uh, a horse, lots of horses, a dog from Nelda. That's where Bella, my little basset hound came from. And Glenn, I got to tell you this dog is, um, she's kind of my emotional support animal. Even though I, I don't know, I, she just knows when things are wrong. So I was just really stressed out looking at the horses with the, the, um, the lightning, and they're out in the pasture, and I didn't know what to do. And she jumped in the bed and like laid on top of me.
0: Oh, <laughs> maybe she was trying to hold you down so you is, she was
3: afraid of lightning. But yeah, as you try, as you stay in the house. <laughs> But she, she just knows that our dogs just know. And I saw that you guys just got some, some news. Se- Tell everybody about the dogs at, Ho- at Horse and Hound.
5: Uh, we get most of our dogs either from families that have had a death, and the other family members can't handle or don't want to handle the dog. All of our dogs are seniors or special needs. And uh, so. As you like to say, when you pull in, you see a lot of limping, old, slowly moving dogs, but they're always very happy to meet everybody. And we have one particularly overweight dog that loves to sit on people's feet. That's his welcome. <laughs> but it's, uh, we, have, we have lots of beautiful old dogs here.
3: Lucas calls that one Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's a piggy two and a piggy three.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well, you do great work out there, and and what we want, why we wanted to get you on is you may have noticed since Wednesday night, uh, an increase in donations at your website, uh, and that was because oh,
5: very welcome increase
0: <laughs> yes well um, that was because helene and i who's my first co-host 10, 12 years ago on the first show on the horse radio network we did something we called the equine artists showcase and it was a fundraiser for you guys and well, awesome. we had uh, ten like ten different artists on in an hour. And one of the things that happened is I I'm sure you're familiar with Fergus the horse. It's the cartoon horse. He's very popular. And Jean Abernathy, yes. the the artist, joined us for the entire show. And she did a drawing during the show of Helena and I with Fergus. And we auctioned them off at the end. And what happened was. The bids got up to $175, and four people wanted it, so we said they all could have it. And then other people just started donating, and I think we've raised over $1,000 for you that night, so...
5: Wow, wow, that is incredible, and so, so very appreciated.
0: Well, whether you like it or not, I'm going to have a print made for you and send it off so you can hang it up, too. So,
5: <laughs> Wow, that, that is all good news. That is fantastic. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely, yes, I, I saw some of the donations coming in, and I thought, how great. And I knew Jamie was behind it somehow, but I didn't know she
3: wouldn't tell me. I didn't do it.
0: So. It was her idea. You know, I actually talked to her. I said, you know, because we, we were doing the Artist Showcase and we weren't doing it as a fundraiser. And I said, you know, Jean's going to come on and she's going to do this drawing. And I think some of our listeners will want a copy because they're super fans and they like supporting uh-huh. charities. And she said, well, let's do it for, for Horse and Hound. So in, in effect, it was her fault that oh. we
2: picked you. <laughs> well, it
3: was right that, after that your right after your fencing came down, and I'm assuming it you you got Jimmy out there putting it all back together.
5: Yes, yes. and in fact, the first thing I did that, yes, the first thing I did this morning was to walk up and make sure it did not go back down in the wind last <laughs> night. So, <laughs> so it it was very nice to say it's still up. Thank goodness.
3: Now, uh, I, ha- I have a question. Now that you adopted out two thoroughbreds yesterday. What is going, why are, I mean, I'm not going to complain. This is the best thing no, ever, no. <laughs> but what is I, going on? Why are so many people, I thought that the adoption numbers would plummet with the, the pandemic, but it is not.
5: It is, it is amazing. And like you, I have wondered and wondered what's going on. Maybe people just have more time now that, things have been in such a flux and they are deciding that, you know, maybe they need a horse in their lives. But yes, we have, uh, we have adopted out. It's what mid May, late May. And we have adopted out many more horses than we usually do in an entire year. I mean, it is, like you said, it is fantastic and we are not complaining at all. And we are, we are adopting horses to California Florida, the horse that just went to be a a therapy horse in Florida. uh, We've got one going out next week to Michigan. So it's not just Oklahoma, you know, usually it's Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, Arkansas, the adjoining states, but we are, it's a lovely thing, but we are very busy checking applications and checking references and making sure these people know what they're getting into when they want to adopt a horse. And uh, I, knock on wood, we don't want it to slow
0: down. <laughs> I read an article on, from a psychiatrist, actually, about this topic, because it's happening across the country. At There yeah. are some humane societies in towns that don't even have a dog right now, you know, or the cats are all Amazing, gone. Amazing, yeah. And they, what the psychiatrist said, and, and this is interesting, because when, when we had the recession in 2008, uh, we did see, I mean, you were, I think you were in business then, it, it, the rescues were full. I mean they there were full right. and nobody was adopting. Right. But this time what he his theory was and it's very interesting. He said because we are not allowed to have human companionship right now, we cannot connect with other humans including family, people re- were resorting to something they could have companionship and touch with and that was animals.
5: Ah. Uh, that's that's a good theory because that's uh, We have a a horse called uh, Make a Liquor Run that (laughs) Jamie trained for us. And this family uh, looked at him while he was at Jamie's. And then they came out here and looked at him. And we knew they wanted him. But I think that the, the final straw was the horse kind of dropped his head and put his head on the gentleman's shoulder. And that was it.
0: Yeah. Oh, he knew he had good. to convince Dad. The horse knew. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and and it's like, funny, Nelda. They're going to bring him back to me to train some yeah. more, which is fantastic. Right. And and she did repeatedly say, "It's my husband's horse. This is his horse."
5: <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> yes, yes. How but do that, you? That might be a very valid point. You know.
0: I think, I think it is. Or, or, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. And being that we've never been through a pand- pandemic before in modern times, we didn't know how right. people would react, right? So um, right. now that may change, you know, as the end of summer comes on and, and, you know, people still are without work, then things might change and we hope it doesn't. But uh, one of the questions I have for you is how do you afford, you know, Jamie tells us about the horses that she trains. And apparently we had good track record with her training horses and you, you uh, getting them adopted out. So that's terrific. But what? Yes. How do you afford to pay the bills and keep the vet bills and the farrier bills and every other thing? And, you know, she tells us about some of these horses, and they can't be cheap to pay their bills. So how do you do it?
5: And the dogs. Yes. Well, uh, as you know, no horse is cheap to keep. You know, they eat a lot, and they take vet bills and everything else. And one of the reasons is we are, of course, an all-volunteer organization. I have fantastic volunteers that uh, that help constantly that come out and do a fantastic job. I absolutely could not do them, could not do it without the volunteers. Um, we do get uh, some help from thoroughbred Racing Association of Oklahoma and the Oklahoma Horse Racing Association. They uh, will help fund uh, a certain amount of horses if they have funds. In the state of Oklahoma, in the last year. Mm. Um, other than that, we beg a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
5: fundraisers and donations and and people, as you stated earlier, uh, there are a lot of good people out there that that want to help. And we do uh, we do some fundraising. of course. As you were saying right now, most of our fundraisers are done uh, at racetracks at the uh, universities. And that's kind of at a dead stop now. Yeah. So right now it's more you know, individual donations and grants, you know, everybody everybody and their uncle is putting in for grants and uh that, you know, there are a lot of a lot of rescue organizations out there uh that need to be funded and uh that's basically part of it, you know, grants and donations and, and like I said, uh the racing organization helps us uh, as much as they can because like i said that's uh that's where we get our horses our horses uh come directly off the race tracks wow. of Oklahoma,
0: Texas. We're glad we could help. It's horseandhoundrescue.com. If anybody out there also wants to contribute, I know a lot of our listeners put in, you know, uh, you know, she, Nelda doesn't care what amount you put in there. So, and Just it went, so you know, no. I'm,
3: I'm no. going to spend a lot of your money today, Nelda. So,
0: <laughs> so all that <laughs> yeah, money oh, we that raised, no it's out the door.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no, and- we've got a couple the couple, and this is what's so great about you working with Nelda. If, if I can say, um, so, so two of these horses came in, one of them still had her racing plates on and so we pulled my farrier and I pulled the racing plates, but this mare hasn't ever you know, for a long time hasn't been barefoot, and she just doesn't seem to be able to handle it. I mean, it's only been like five days, but we don't have a whole lot of time to spend with her here in training. So um, I just called Nelda and I'm like, I'm putting shoes on him. She's like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so Farrier's coming yes. back
5: out today. It's better than the poor horse
3: going ouch, 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 right? Gosh, of course. Yeah. So, so the, that's what we're going to do today. And you can't train pain. So, I I, I appreciate you always uh, trusting me and my judgment. And I appreciate it. And we love you. And we love And I'll see you next week.
0: Thanks, Nelda. We appreciate thank it.
3: Thank you so very, very much.
0: And thank you to all you the can't listeners. Tell how much we yeah. And let, let, oh. let me just thank all the listeners who participated the other night and who yeah. did donate. And I mean, they were paying $175 for these prints. So, you know, good on them and, and we really thought that I really thought the reason I didn't tell you about ahead of time is I thought I'd maybe get $50 for a print of Helena, and I and Fergus and then when that when it started rolling uh, we were really shocked and I'm pleasantly <laughs> happy with the way everybody participated we've had almost 3,000 people watch the uh, watch the equine artist showcase from the other night and we just appreciate everybody thank you to our terrific listeners they're just absolutely wonderful thanks Nelda
3: Thank you so much. Thanks, Melda.
0: We do have a good group of listeners, that's for sure.
3: Oh my gosh, you guys at this point. I mean, the thing is, you there's had, so many you had Jamie in tears
0: the other night when she came out. I did. I
3: I might have cried. Glenn <laughs> messaged me. I was like, oh my God. And and just to see how much everybody and I've gotten messages from people that have donated and I appreciate all of those. And again, it's it's I, there's so many rescues that need help this one i know you know i there's so sometimes you got to go to rescues and and see what they're well, doing and see if they're taking we, care of everything we've said before we of.
0: get a lot of emails from rescues wanting help and we're very particular about which ones cuz we don't know there's a fine line between a hoarder and a rescue and we just yes. have to be very careful who we who we promote here on the show, and that's the reason that you know certain adoption agencies, like over on Retired Racehorse Radio, New Vocations, we know they're a classy organization, and there's others that we've talked about, but it's only after we've researched them. So, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're very careful. And if it, you know, the, I know we, I know we probably upset a lot of rescues or write to us, and we just can't because we and it doesn't mean they're not good it means we don't know that they're if
3: good. you guys know of a good rescue yeah. that you have worked with and i know we've said this before but send it to me again if you have already because i i would love to highlight the really good rescues at least maybe a rescue a month uh and and highlight those and uh, send me the emails and i'll i'll make sure jennifer gets them and 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 but i want to make sure that it's a place you've been, you've worked with, you know, you're familiar with, not something that you know is is in the neighborhood or whatever.
0: All right, we're going to hear uh, from Ovation, and then we're coming back with some really bad ads and a truly unique day of all listener ads. And I don't listen to them ahead of time, but I do play just the first couple seconds to make sure they work. And I can tell you, we have some accents coming up.
3: Yay! Some
0: real accents, not fake. Jamie oh, accents. like
3: the real, real accents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half-chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store. Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com
3: Pay I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later.
0: That's right, it is that time of the week when we share some ads that were submitted by listeners, and usually we read them, but if the listeners read them themselves, send us the sound file, then we give them Double the credits, double the entries for the prizes that we do every month. And next week on Friday, we'll be giving away these prizes. We have $500 in prizes thanks to Horselovers.com. They're the one that put these together. They're the ones that chip them out. Uh, We've been working with Horselovers for six, seven, eight years, I don't know, a long time. And they, they're they so gracious, and they're so kind to do this, so definitely go visit Horse Lovers and support them if you can. And this month, they have come up with some tremendous prizes. The first one is one that Scooter wears every day. It's the Rambo Fly Buster Vamoose, and it is one of the best fly sheets out there today. It's by Horseware, of course, and it is permethrin treated for superior fly protection. It's made from soft but strong mesh. It's ultra breathable. Scooter has not torn a hole in it yet after two years, which is unbelievable because he tears a hole in everything. It has the really wide uh, belly strap so that it covers the complete belly so the flies can't get under there either. Uh, it, it has the detachable neck so it can go all the way up to his little ears and he looks like he's wearing a suit of armor and he should have a lance and, and he should be riding a horse actually is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like a little knight in, in shining armor and we absolutely love it. It's when he keeps on and doesn't destroy. It's $125 value from horselovers.com, the Rambo Flybuster. And the second one is...
3: okay. <laughs> I am key.
0: not... That is your cue. That's your I cue. knew. I threw was... it to you. It was so graceful and smooth and then you screwed it up. Do you want me to do it. The second one is a <laughs> C4
3: gift. belts. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm just letting you finish because uh, apparently it felt good to you. C4 belts will give away a printed belt with matte buckle, solid belt with matte buckle, engraved buckle, and two pairs of socks. And ever since we've talked about the C4, I just want to let you know, Glenn. That's all I get in my advertisements now. Is
0: C4 belts.
3: Yes, <laughs> C4. Your belts. phone
0: is not listening at all. <laughs> I
3: know it's so creepy. And then the last one uh, is just awesome uh, as well. It is the bla- the black the back ba- on track yes. mesh sheet. In uh, the color, they have lots of colors that they come in, but this one is going to be the black one. And it's that, it's the ceramic infused lining. It's just, I mean, you know what it is. Yeah, it's a the the
0: therapeutic sheet. And uh, this is the one that covers the whole body.
3: That's how I got Zeus warmed up this morning. He's wearing back out. drugs oh, <laughs> right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's designed to reflect the horse's own body warmth and creates a soothing far infrared thermal warmth, and which obviously helps the muscles and the joints and all of that. You can you can put this on before or after workouts. It's a $250 retail price on this. The Back on Track Mesh Sheet. And one of the things that I'm seeing here on the Horse Lovers and I wanted to mention is they also have a price match. So if you see one of their products, you actually can sign in to request a price match. You show them proof that it's cheaper somewhere else and they'll match that price. So Back on Track obviously a terrific brand, high quality brand and we're going to be giving one of those Which I
3: paid too. $250 for my- Mine, and they have it on sale for one
0: ninety nine anyway. So oh they gosh. do from. I didn't realize this. They didn't used to do this. They have pony sizes now. They go from size sixty to ninety. <laughs> God, that's a big horse. Awesome. Uh, so anyway, that's those are the prizes over five hundred dollars worth. Thanks to Horselovers.com. Are you ready? We get to enjoy today. We don't have to do any work.
3: Yay. See, that's why I didn't have my screen up in
7: front of me. It was because I'm like I don't have anything else to do today.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you do. You have to listen. And here's Chantel.
7: Good morning, Glenn and Jamie and Jen. This is auditor Chantel Williams from North Dakota, and I am here with an ad that's not really bad, but it's very funny. So here is an ad about Bob the Goose. This is Bob. Bob is kind of a douche. I will just be honest with you. <laughs> Bob thinks he is king around here, and that just can't be. Bob actually has committed a couple of murders and killed my Drake's Jamal and Little Richard so that he could steal their duck hens and make them his babes. The dude is crazy. Bob has recently decided that he needs to try and keep us in check as well by displaying some aggressive behavior. He will also latch onto my chickens, too, and that's a problem because those are my babies. I'm not scared of Bob's bullcrap. I'm just afraid he will go after my kids. So, with all of that, I am asking you to take Bob home and make him your own. That seems like a silly thing to ask, considering I just crap-talked him, but hey, maybe Bob just needs a different home with people who will appreciate his douchey (laughs) behavior. (laughs) One preferably without kids, because he may try to kick their ass. Or maybe you want a goose to keep your kids in line. Well, let me tell you, Bob is the goose for you. $20 rehoming fee for Bob, because even though he's a douche, I still have to put a line to this guy and hate to send him somewhere for nothing. I think if you're willing to give me $20 for this goose, you either are going to make him into a goose dinner or you really want to give him a chance. I hope someone will give him a chance because I think deep down under all that angry fluff, there's a nice goose way deep down there. So please give Bob a chance.
0: You you own this goose.
3: (laughs) Bob is directly related to Harry Potter. And I will tell you that deep down, there is not a nice goose.
0: (laughs) geese I told you geese can be nasty I
3: you didn't warn me until after I already had them <laughs> you, you didn't know, ask I, I, you didn't ask permission like you should have they're, so, they're <laughs> so friendly and they follow you everywhere and they love you they're the best babies ever you go in there and they just jump on you like snuggles we love you and then they something happens and they turn into Bob they Harry get to be Potter. teenagers is what garage. happens
0: permanent teenagers
3: she's <laughs> in the garage walking to my car and he just like decides that I need to be his next murder victim <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened.
0: All uh, right. Uh, by the way, chickens will murder each other, too. So it's not just geese. So.
7: Chickens are angels,
0: Glenn. <laughs> Sarah set the next one in.
7: Hey, guys. It's Sarah from New York. This one's really funny. Okay. Looking to trade miniature horse stud for an old dead head, in quotation marks, and all caps, kid friendly, and the quotation marks, horse pony, whatever, and open for <laughs> other things as well. Ghost chickens, <laughs> man stuff, etc. <laughs> Took this little guy in as a rescue. Quotation marks. And all caps, not rideable. End quotation marks. He will load, pet, and kind of brush. But that's about it. I have a three year old, and he's just a little too dangerous. He is now in really great health. And that's it.
0: <laughs> I love her giggles.
3: Um, he Sorry. kind of brushes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's all you get to do. Exactly. Sarah, I love your laugh. That's
3: great.
0: You can just send a file in with you laughing, and I'll put three entries in. So uh-huh. so
3: far, we've been in
2: North Dakota and New, New York. York. So yeah. let, where are we going next? I don't know. Becca- I have a really bad ad. I'm from Wisconsin. My name is was- Becca.
0: There you go. Yes!
2: Here's the ad from Facebook. We are horse breakers and trainers in capital oh. letters. Are you looking for some some to break, educate, and patient and kind? We do any breed from Shetland to Heavies. Any age, we believe any horse deserves a second chance, all in capital letters. One, do you need us to rest, ride your horse before you buy? Two, do you need a horse to put miles on? Need us to look after your horse while you are away or not enough time to ride him? <laughs> Three, are you looking for someone that uses natural horseman? And then the word ship, natural instincts and communication with the understanding of pressure, pressure spelled P-R-E-S-S-U-E-R, and release of pressure. But I can use a firm hand when needed. Mm-hmm. We offer A-S-H-W-I-N-U-A, whatever that is. One, breaking and training of horses, any age and any breed from set- Shetlands to heavies. Two, working with problem horses or the dangerous horses. Working with abuse horses and horses with trust issues. Three, re-educating greenbroker in horses. <laughs> re-educating is spelled R-E-E-D-U-C-K-A-T-I-N-G. Oh Four, God. we also bring horses back into the into work after a long break. One, groundwork. Two, desensitizing Desensitizing is spelled D-E-S-E-N-I-T-I-S-I-N-G-S. Three, handling yearlings and weaklings. Weaklings. Groundwork, (laughs) desensitizing, etc. Five, halter breaking. Six, and we we a lot more. So if you, U is a capital U, and then another capital U (laughs) want honesty and someone is patient and kind... You can see and then contact us on the horse transports are still moving horses. So, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous bad. So I thought you'd enjoy that. Take care.
0: <laughs> oh, that's oh hard God. to do, isn't it, 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 Becca? <laughs> uh,
3: so, I mean, it's never going to spell education wrong. I mean, come on.
0: Do- don't most phones or computers have spell check? Really?
3: I was just talking to somebody yesterday. Oh, to my vet who got a um, he got a uh, resume, and there was a misspellings in the resume, and he's like, "There's a red squiggly line underneath it." <laughs> <laughs> Before you hit print like these, like there's this red squiggly line under it. If you can't even bother to see the red squiggly line underneath. I mean, geez. but that one, maybe they didn't know because if the whole thing was red squiggly line, they <laughs> were like, oh, that's that just normal. <Yeah>.
0: Plus, uh, did I heard you cringing? I can use a firm hand, and we'll break your horse.
3: <laughs> oh God! And uh, I, I, I'm uh, and and you can't even spell natural horsemanship. There's nothing natural about the way we do anything with horses, people.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Juliana, that was great from by Alabama. The
2: way. All
1: right, hey y'all! It's Juliana from Alabama, coming at you with another really bad ad from Craigslist right here in Alabama. This one's from Bluntsville. This young feller is looking for a free horse. It don't have to be broke. Just looking for something I can trail ride. Has plenty of pasture and will sign a contract. 14.1
3: hands or bigger. Don't care about papers or color. Will consider C-O-N-C-I-B-E-R, studs. If ad is still up, I'm still looking. <laughs> Hope y'all are having a great day.
1: I'll see y'all later.
3: Bye, Juliana from Alabama. Okay, let me just say, like, I don't need to be broke. I'm just looking to trail ride it. Yeah. What is your definition? <laughs> oh, my God. You
0: know yeah. what that ah. seems to me, having been in this industry for 30 years and read a lot of ads, that's a dealer right there.
3: That is a dealer. Yep. I'll take a stud. It's take got anything. Beat. I'll
0: just trail riding it till I sell it in two days.
3: Yeah. I'll uh, I'll sign a contract. Yeah. Saying what? <laughs> that I'll sell it in a month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kara sent this one in.
2: Hi, this is Kara, and I have a really bad ad from Facebook. Uh, this is a horse trailer ad, and it has no punctuation whatsoever. Two horse, straight load, 1990 trailhead trailer, with regular hitch, has manger with doors to access hay nets, has hay bale, B-A-I-L, storage area, has tack room, just put on new tire, and original gate rusted off. We had to put on new gates since original gate wouldn't go back on. Title in hand, no leans on title, ready to go, start hauling today. And the back gates that they're talking about, um, the the tops of the doors are solid, but the bottoms of the doors are just a frame with page wire fencing in it. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, clearly a foot's going to go right through that.
0: Kara, did you speed that up or did you just talk that fast? Did you do that? (laughs) I didn't do that. I didn't do do anything. (laughs) I don't even know what
3: the hell the ad said.
0: Kara, you (laughs) need to do... busy,
3: like, (laughs) trying to figure out what was happening. Is she talking that fast? Like, I mean, if if she's talking that fast, I need her to uh, be a regular...
0: Really bad ads contributor. Yeah, because our she can do all our disclaimers. You know how you do those medical disclaimers at the end of commercials? do oh, yeah. that. Maybe that's what person. she does for a living. I, I heard some beeps, so I wonder if she yeah. sped that up. I don't know. I don't that's, know. Some,
3: like, that's some geeky stuff. You should love that.
0: <laughs> Kim sent, I can't even do that with my fancy new mixer. Um, <laughs> Kim sent this one in.
5: Hi, this is Kim in California. And this is a Facebook ad from the group Used Horse Tack for Sale. Casually ISO. Stall water buckets, stall mats, stall guards, six wood. Like them to match or easily find online to purchase more. Jumps, schooling bridles, French link bit, but am open to anything similar. Looking for multiple sizes, what have you got? Cotton hay nets, water troughs, barn related hardware, i.e., hay net rings, bridle rack, hooks, saddle pads, English all purpose dressage, nice quality western. Also looking for a western kid size pad. Three ply halters with rope, latch, clip, lead rope, skates, front boots. Depends on what you have. I'm not sure what he's really doing here, but it doesn't sound very casual to me.
0: <laughs> Opening a used tax store. <laughs> That's what I got out of that.
3: <laughs> it's California, though, so it's probably nice stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when well, we lived in northern Massachusetts, Jennifer loves to go to thrift shops, as you, or you all do. You all go to Goodwill. Well, we lived in Be- uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, which is the home to billionaires. And so the thrift shop was this a very expensive clothing, clothing, probably thousands of dollars for the dress that they'd wear once because they can't wear it twice. You can't be seen in the same dress twice. So she'd Hockey. go in and for $40 get these $1,000 dresses. Uh, they, they loved shopping Who did there. that? Uh, Jennifer.
3: Jennifer wore dresses?
0: Yeah, but well, she had to go to those affairs. You know, the, She didn't care if oh, she was like in the hunting. dress that one of the rich ladies wore the previous year.
3: Oh my god! I like totally used to have that exact same dress. It's so cute. My god, what did I do with mine? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, can I just point out so far? Yeah, North Dakota, New York, Wisconsin, California, Alabama, and I can't. I didn't get where Kara was from.
0: I didn't I either, that's... but I know Kim was California. Uh, yeah.
3: So I know I didn't get the one before the the sped up one.
6: Yeah, that was Kara. Yeah, I didn't
3: get where she was from.
6: Andrew sent this one in. I don't know where he's from either. Hi, guys. This is Andrew Vernatter calling from West Virginia with a really there bad ad. This ad is from a Facebook page, West Virginia Horse and Tack. It starts out, to be clear, this horse is not for sale. Looking for a temporary home? For this promising yearling colt, I am looking for a deal, and you could be the winner. <laughs> to my equestrian friends, I am in a quandary. I wonder if anyone can help. I have a yearling colt, which I do not particularly want to sell right now or geld. He has bloodlines I like. I want to see how the colt does when he starts training before I make that decision. Problem is, I don't have a place right now to keep a young stallion. Then I have a couple it. mares due to fall any time, and I don't want him breeding them. I am looking for pasture board at least until midsummer. I cannot afford to pay much. For it, but I would be willing to consider giving 50% ownership in exchange for board Dot 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 He should be a good all-around prospect. He has some good race breeding, but also a lot of cow horse breeding He is quiet and very easy to handle Message me if you would like more info Now we get to the pictures (laughs) The pictures of this guy are a very very downhill ugly buckskin that is skinny And, uh, looks like he probably is about six months old. Definitely does not need to be a breeding prospect. Thank you. (laughs)
3: Bye. They never do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So basically, um, I would like to keep him a stud, but I can't actually afford to feed him. So at least they were offering 50% of his ownership. You can own half of that beautiful. I take the front half. (laughs) We, the the, the uphill half, half or the downhill
0: half? Which one? <laughs> Which
3: one do you want? <laughs> I'll take the bottom half. Okay.
0: Oh <laughs> Heather sent the very well read Andrew. By the way, uh, um, Heather sent this one in.
1: Hi, this is Heather calling in with a couple of really bad ads. I stumbled across some bad ads on Craigslist um, for the Kennewick, Washington area. One of them is this horse who it just says horse fifty five hundred dollars. And I was curious about this because that's a little bit more expensive horse in this area, but it doesn't list any skills or age or anything. It just says big, powerful horse and has five pictures. Um, There's a saddle on the horse, so maybe it can be ridden. Um, And it's kind of this done buckskin looking color, but that's about all we know. Big, powerful horse. Then there's an Andalusian mare for twenty five hundred dollars. She says six years old, black half Andalusian and quarter horse mare, no bad habits, holster broke, and loads to trailer. Not sure about what holster broke means, but <laughs> if you're looking for a big powerful horse or something that's holster broke, I guess you can come to with Washington. Thanks.
0: I, I oh was, my gosh. I was trying that's to great. think of how you stick the horse in the holster. I couldn't figure I didn't get that.
1: It's holster broke. You can
3: wear one around it. I don't know. what. The, <laughs> that's great. So I,
8: I'm going to go. I'm assuming she was in Washington. Yes, okay, I'm I am keeping track.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex is next. And we have two more.
8: Hi, guys. This is Alex from Pennsylvania. I have a really bad ad from Craigslist in Alabama, the Florence Muscle Shoals page. I would love to do this in a southern accent, but there's just no way with all of the greatness in this ad. But I would love to hear (laughs) Jamie give it a shot. I'm just going to read it as is. Huge genital horse, 750. You will smile when you rid on this sweat glutting. Every body always comments on his genitalness. And they'll love him. He is a letting, so no worries about pregnancy. Well, we got that going for us. He really licks when kids are on him, R being O-U-R. We use him for trials. He is 15.5 hands, so that's not a thing, and five years old. He is a yellowish color. I don't even know what that means. Right home... Right being W R I T E is empowerment. Come try our boy, R being A R E. We can board him, board being B O R E D, him here, H E A R, too, if you lick. Thanks, you.
3: (laughs) If I was to write, uh,
8: I don't even know. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Have a great day.
3: If I was to write what I thought could possibly be the worst ad, it would be that.
0: Yeah. That was pretty bad. Where was she from? Pennsylvania, but she said it was Alabama, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Pennsylvania, Alabama ads. So we got North Dakota, New York, Wisconsin, whoever cares, from California, Alabama, West Virginia, Washington, and Pennsylvania.
0: And Dang, that's now awesome. we're gonna end in London.
9: Oh yes. Hi this is uh, Nicola calling from London. Um, I just came across a really good bad ad that I'm quite excited to share with you. Um, this is from the Facebook group Eventing UK. Um, so clearly Francis has put up a picture of a horse she would like to rehome um, and said PM for more details. Um, so this person has PM'd for more details. Here they are. <laughs> Hi can I have more info on the mare you're rehoming? She is 16 too. she is 17-year-old, white in colour, good in running, jumping, playing with kids and other animals. Can I see pics of her and a price, please? The pictures that follow are of a beautiful, beautiful, the whitest, whitest, grey, most beautiful horse you've ever seen. Um, if you Google white stallion, you will find this horse. <laughs> can I see pics of her jumping, being ride, etc.? I am not having pics of her jumping. Well, can I see her be ride, please? Road. What breed is she? She was my let husband horse. I don't have much pics of her. I want to sail because he is let and I can ride a horse. I don't know much about horses. And if you like, you can pay for her to be shipped to you for you to test run and jump before you can make payment. What breed? I'm not paying money for a horse you don't have us. these internet. The pictures are of the internet. You should have actual pics of her, not crop pictures of the internet. I don't like scammers stopped trying to sell a horse you don't have. And then in response to what breed, Francis replies, <coughs> is he a gelding. You said mare, and that's the sex, not the breed. Okay, if you think so. Um please do let me know what a let husband is. So yeah, if you wanted to get this horse, just just google white white stallion and there he she is. <laughs>
0: Again it was with the sound too she was doing the 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 echoey thing in the other gr- person's voice.
9: <laughs> okay,
3: y'all are awesome. We got to step up our game. <laughs> we we got to I got to
0: add sound. I got to figure out how to use this new damn mixer cuz
3: got to have some sound effects. We need echoes
0: I'll... and you know all kinds of stuff. Jeez. You guys... I was
3: really I'm glad to know that there's dirt bags in
0: England yeah, as well. Apparently. Apparently, yeah, they exist there too. We can feel I, yeah, better about ourselves a here in America. Of course
3: it's a white stallion and illusion.
0: St- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a boy girl. <laughs> Ishi. It's a he-she. Well, you guys did great. That was let's give them a round of applause. Well done, well done. And we didn't have to do anything, and that's absolutely wonderful in our opinion.
3: It is amazing how difficult it is to listen to some of these ads, though. <laughs> like you're like, well, you're cr- it's cringy, cringe like. <laughs> Again, uh, you have to separate from your mind. I bet y'all read bad ads and you think I wrote them because you hear me read them all the time or Glenn read them all the time. We don't write them. <laughs> we just read them. We don't make this stuff up. And now I'm, up. Like, I'm like, man, Chantel really needs to work on her like pen. You know, Juliana's is a bad... Ma- Kara is a desi- Kim is a... Yeah, <laughs> all these people are like... Remember, the people reading the ads did not write them. The people submitting them did not write them. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm sure we've all written. It is different
0: to listen to them. We've been doing them for so long that it's different to sit back and listen.
3: I dig it. Everybody wants some prizes. <laughs> Double the entries if you send it in. We have one more
0: week. We're going to give away $500 worth next Friday. So definitely join us then. Thanks to horselovers.com, to Kentucky Performance Products Innovation for sponsoring today's show. Oders. And
3: Glenn, thank you for doing that fundraiser for Horse and Hound. And thanks to all we the listeners fun. who got donated.
0: Dr- when else? We've been home for months. I haven't had the chance to get dressed up. When we talked about doing it, I said to Helena, it's an art show, like at a gallery. We should get dressed up. And she's like, I'm all for it. I, I haven't got wearing nice clothes I have to take a shower so, she had an updo <laughs> she did she did we got up it was fun to get dressed up even if we just stayed home uh, you know what else was fun by the way you can find that go to Horses in the Morning Facebook page and scroll down you'll see the video from the other night and you can watch it there it was great it was to see the artists in their studios and you got to see their studios, and they're just like you would picture <laughs> an artist studio to be painting half-done paintings everywhere and, you know, stuff art sculptures everywhere. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to do that again sometime. I think they all enjoyed it. That's it for today. Auditors, hold on. It was just something to talk to you about quick after the show. If you want to become an auditor, go to horsesinthemorning.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and for as little as $3 a month, you can join the party too. That's it. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe. Spay, neuter, Geld
3: Especially if it's one year old and it's downhill and you can't afford it. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's some kind, of some kind of yellowish color. That's some kind of yellowish color.